Global Broadcasting Networks presents Military Mom Talk Radio. We know behind every soldier, sailor, airman, and marine is the family supporting them. With over 200 episodes in 17 countries, over five seasons, with three million monthly listeners, we are Radio Strong. Now, here are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. Hey, Military Moms, this is Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd has the day off and we're going to talk today about conscious motherhood. Now, that's a big fancy term and we're going to deconstruct <laughs> it and talk about uh, what that really means with Stephanie Dumont. Now, she is an executive coach in San Diego and for 18 years, she's successfully helped cutting edge clients turn ambition, talent, and objective into greater profits and happiness. And there's these brilliant children in the mix and um, we want to know how to get that. How do we encourage our children to be their very best? And Stephanie is the co-founder of Conscious and Carefree, which is a lifestyle blog that shares tips and formulas and strategies and techniques for joyful and productive living. And if you want to check out Stephanie while we're talking, go to B, like the letter B, carefree.com. So becarefree.com. Uh, she's also on Facebook and Twitter. Stephanie, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Sandra. I'm thrilled to be with you today. It's going to be a lot of fun. So this term, conscious mother, scares me already because I can't spell it. Oh, that's so (laughs) C-O-N-S-C-I-O-U-S. Oh, good. There's one of us on the show that can spell it. It's not as scary as it sounds. You know, I I think we're we're coming to this point uh, at this time in history. And, you know, it used to be empowered mothers. I used actually used to lead a course some time ago about empowering mothers. And now I believe that we're actually already empowered and that we're coming to our next phase. We are up leveling to uh, wanting to be conscious and have this be a conscious process. And how I can kind of like put this into bite-sized chunks is uh, consciousness is usually thought of as a way of thinking. And so what I want to talk about is that consciousness is also a way of being, and it's a lifestyle. Uh, it's, it's very different than just thought. This is, it's a way of living, and it's a way of being. And um, since we are in this new time that we've never been in before, um, in whatever phase of mothering that we are in now, um, it's brand new to us. And so part of this consciousness process is validating where we are now and validating that this is a new place and that we are learning and growing and becoming different, you know, every day. And, you know, we're different than we were five years ago or last year or even last month, uh, depending on the events and the things that are going on in our life and also the people that are around us. So consciousness is about, it's about being wise. It's about questioning. It's about uh, helping ourselves to be grounded and connected to, you know, not only the people around us, but, you know, the sources that are available to us wisdom wise. It's about being open-hearted and also being flexible. So it's about consciousness is about planning and setting goals, but it's also about being flexible. So it's really not being, you know, anything to be afraid of. Um, And also it's about tapping in because a lot of times we get really crazy busy. I know you don't know anything about that. No. 
right? And we have so much going on and we have all these things that pop up out of nowhere. And so it really is about us understanding not only what our priorities are, but in any moment, how we want to feel. So no matter well, what. Well, and awareness too. Doesn't awareness fit in there somewhere? Awareness like being aware? Is, yeah. Awareness is number one. Awareness oh. <laughs> is number one. Yeah. So you just hit the nail on the head. And so, you know, when we're aware, we, we understand what's going on and it's, it's us creating a little bit of an inner dialogue with ourselves. So we're, we're very used to talking to other people and going outside for our sources. And so consciousness is also about kind of tapping into our inside. And when we have awareness about that and awareness about what the possibilities are and, you know, how to champion ourselves and, you know, deciding who we want to be, then we can better decide, okay, this is what I want to do. Um, and then this is how I want to do it. You know, we, we tend to do things backwards in our society. So, yes, awareness is number one. And, we, and, and that takes a willingness and a desire. Because if we don't have willingness and a desire to be aware and to be conscious, it's not going to happen. We're not going to happen. Got it. Now, I need to thank our sponsor today before we get knee deep into this consciousness and, you know, the conscious mother. And I want to thank Madison Reed, a company that's revolutionizing the way all women color their hair, a company the founder Amy Arett named after her daughter. For decades, women have had two options, outdated at-home hair color or the time and expense of a salon. Amy created Madison Reed because she believes women deserve better than the status quo. Madison Reed is the ultimate hair color hack. It's got the quality of salon color, the convenience and affordability of at-home hair color, and an ammonia-free formula with ingredients you can feel good about. Experience beautiful multidimensional hair color made in Italy, delivered to your door on your schedule for under $25. Now, I love my Madison Reed color because my hair looks great and the color is supernatural because I want people to come up to me and say I have gorgeous hair or that I look great or I look rested or I look healthy, not ask me who my stylist was or who did my hair. I want to be a natural beauty and Madison Reed gives me that salon look without the salon price or salon time commitment and as as a sole supporting single mom with two middle school age kids, yeah, cost is a consideration, but more importantly I don't have the time to blow three hours at a salon plus travel time there and back (laughs) and honestly what single mom does. So join the hundreds and thousands of women who have tried and loved Madison Reed and find your perfect shade at madison-reed.com. Madison Reed would like to honor Military Mom Talk listeners today with a 10% off plus free shipping on your first color kit by using promo code MILITARYMOM at checkout. That's madison-reed.com, promo code MILITARYMOM. I really love my Madison Reed color, and you will too. And you know what else I love? I love talking to Stephanie because I Mm -hmm. learn so much. And I didn't realize, like, all this goes into motherhood. I thought it would just be natural and intuitive. But then I thought about, like, all the information that's available today, like just on Google or on Kindle. And there's parenting books and parenting advice. So my mom used to say to me before she died, saying, you know, when we know better, we do better as a parent. Mm. She goes, it's a constant learning process. And, you know, I hold on to that, Stephanie, because I'm going to learn stuff today, as many of our listeners are, that we can implement. And we don't have to kick ourselves for not knowing it yesterday. No, not at all. And, you know, each each of us are at different levels of our experience and our learning. So, 
you know, at any given time, you know, each one of us, it's just important to decide to start where you are. That's really the best thing to do is just to begin where you are. And it's not about, you know, what we haven't known or we haven't had time to do. Um, it's, it's just about making a decision and having the desire. And then part of this becomes a discipline because to be a conscious mother, it means that we're taking time. You know, I want to talk a little bit today about self-care. Um, so it's so great that you brought up, you know, us taking care of ourselves and our natural beauty. And self-care is very, very important. And also that we need to take time to reflect on, you know, not only what we've done, but how far we've come and how well we've done it as well. So, you know, as moms, we work very, very hard. You and I both know. And, you know, we do a lot of different things and we champion a lot of things and we don't necessarily give ourselves credit for that. In our society, we're not taught to give ourselves credit. So we just kind of, you know, say, well, this is what I have to do and, you know, this is what's going on. But, you know, I'd like to encourage women to reflect on their wins every day. And I think that's a big part of the consciousness process because what we focus on grows. Well, and, you know, I think it's also slowing down enough. Like I didn't master self-care till my youngest kid was like 10 years old. So I did like 14 mm-hmm. years of parenting before I really understood what self-care was, what it looked like. But I also had the opportunity, Stephanie, because not all of us, and especially military moms, we don't have the luxury of sometimes a spouse being in town for, you know, months and months right. at a time. We don't have right. the luxury of being near family and friends, you know, so that they can watch watch our kids. So, you know, like I have a, I have a cousin who lives near both of her parents. One sets a parent, it gets the kids ready for school. The other sets a parent, you know, picks them up from school and gets them to all their activities. So all she has to do is go to work every day and her husband go to work every day. And I look at what I did at that time going, I did it all, got them up, got them right. to school, went to work, like all of that stuff on my own for years at a clip. And yeah. so self-care just went out the window and it showed my hair started falling out from the stress. Mm. I gained weight. I looked like the walking dead. I mean, I look at that TV show that my older son watches and I'm like, yep, that was me just going through life like a zombie. And, you know, thank God I had an iPhone. I took pictures of everything because there was part of me that knew I wouldn't remember it because it was just a big, it was one big blur, Stephanie. Wow. Wow. Well, and and so I want to remind you, and and you'll remember this as well, that self-care doesn't necessarily have to be big, giant things. It can be a a thought. It can be a quote that we read in the morning that inspires us. It could be a song that we listen to while we're making our kids lunch for school. It might be a candle that when you light the candle that it inspires you or it makes you feel a certain way. Um, When I was doing this myself, like you're explaining, I myself many years ago, um, I've never called it a single parent, but I myself was divorced and um, raising two small children myself and working myself. And so I understood that I was, you know, if if I wasn't going to take care of me, no one was. 
And well, so, and I need to take us to commercial break, but we're going to sure. talk more about that concept of self-care because yeah. even now, 10 years later, I blew it. I never thought of self-care as a thought or a candle. I always thought self-care yeah. had to be some big thing like a three-hour nap or a vacation. We're visiting today <laughs> with Stephanie Dumont. We're going to be back after the break, and we're going to talk about conscious self-care because I'm intrigued now. We'll be back after the break. Hey, moms, dads, and grandparents. This is Sandra Beck from Military Mom Talk Radio, and I know how hard it is to provide a great education for military kids. K-12 believes every child is uniquely brilliant. So to prepare them for college and succeed beyond high school, they deserve an education designed just for them. Learn more at k12.com front slash grade about enrollment. A child's brilliance comes in many forms. Some are curious, others inventive, some are analytical. K-12 is a full-time, tuition-free, online option to traditional public school. Taught by state-certified teachers, schools powered by K-12 provide an individualized education, enhancing your child's ability to succeed. K-12 programs teach to and embrace your child's unique brilliance. Students from K-12-powered schools go on to fine colleges and universities, enhancing their ability to succeed in life. Be part of the community of families who have succeeded with a tuition-free online K-12 education. K-12 welcomes students from grade K to 12. Visit k12.com front slash grade or call 855-628-9531 for more information about enrolling. That's k12.com front slash grade. was growing up in Wisconsin, no matter how frigid it was outside, my Uncle Bob never seemed to get cold. He would come in from the snow wearing a t-shirt and remark how fresh it was outside. Then again, folks from Wisconsin are a pretty hardy bunch. As America's official dairy state, the cows have been known to give ice cream instead of milk when the temperatures drop. What's a word for a giant snowball that is formed by rolling a smaller one through a field of snow? Hug him a dog. Megla is an old Scots word meaning to trudge laboriously through the snow. And mufflements is an old Lancashire word for thick, warm, insulating clothes and gloves. Don't forget that you shouldn't try and send text messages if you're standing out in the cold. It can lead to typothermia. It's words you never heard. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. We're back with more great conversation on Military Mom Talk Radio. Hey, Military Moms, this is Sandra Beck, and Robin Boyd has the day off, and we are talking with Stephanie Dumont, and her website is B, the letter B, becarefree.com. So you're going to want to check that out. Now, when I was in the throes of raising my two kids when they were really young, Stephanie, I went yeah. through a heinous divorce. My mom died of breast cancer in the middle of it. Mm. I went through foreclosure. So a lot was on my plate. And a couple of my friends said, you know, Sandy, you really need to go talk to a therapist. And I did. And it was really helpful because I could ask her questions about the kids. I could ask her questions about myself. I could ask her yes. questions about grieving and really understand what I was going through so that it wasn't so 
like just foreign to me. And right. one of the things she asked me, she goes, what do you do for self-care? Now okay. I have an MBA. I'm licensed in like four different programming languages. I can speak languages. I had no idea what self-care meant. And I kind of looked at yeah. her cause she, she had me read my to-do list. She had me bring my day planner in and she's like, okay, I notice everything on your list has to do with your kids, your dad, you know, your dogs, your, your work, your clients. And she's like, you're not even on your own to-do list. And, she, and self-care was so foreign to me. And I looked at her kind of dumbfounded feeling like, you know, I just, you know, what got plunked back into the first grade because I flunked life. Um, and, and I said, well, I guess I could get my feet done. Like I thought, well, I guess you go get a manicure or pedicure. That's what the women in my neighborhood do for self-care. But that wasn't in my yeah. budget or my time. But I just kind of threw that out there because I was embarrassed. But I don't know, even to this day, I think I'm getting better at self-care, but can we define it for everybody so nobody ever has to feel like I felt? Absolutely. So I, when I speak about self-care, I'm, I'm, an, I'm a coach. So I, this is the coaching definition of self-care. And it really is just care of the self. Um, it does not have to take a long time. It does not have to cost a lot of money. It's really finding out the little things that we are either experiencing, being, or doing that bring us joy. So that would be the simplest definition. And that little piece is actually my own definition of self-care. It's just like, you know, if you were to read a quote or a passage and that quote empowered you, it might be good for you to read that quote when you start your day in the morning, like before, you know, the kids come in and before the alarm goes off and before, you know, we go out into the world that we kind of give ourselves a few minutes or even a quote or a song to tap into our potential and to acknowledge ourselves. So this is a big piece of self-care. It's, it's self-acknowledgement. So really. is that it could be a song or a post-it you put up on your fridge. Like, yes. it doesn't have to be anything big, but it's got to make you, what, feel good or help you balance or, like, what is it supposed to do? You know, it can do all of those things. It can, be, it can be something that helps you feel good. It can be something that helps you to balance. Um, you know, a, a lot of us, a lot of us um, feel nurtured when we're in nature. So it might be taking a walk on a trail somewhere, um, and you can do this with children or without children, obviously. It might be finding certain locations that kind of feed you and inspire you. For me, it's going down to the ocean. And it's really, if I want to take care of myself, all I have to do is, you know, take a ride down. I'm very fortunate. I am, you know, 10 minutes from the ocean and I, I don't even have to get out of my car if I don't have the time. I can roll down my window. I can read something. I can, you know, put out an intention that I have for something I would like in my life and just smelling the ocean air is self-care for me. So we really have to define what it is for ourselves. And so it's about that awareness piece that you talked about in the beginning. It's about us becoming aware of the small little things that bring us joy. And if we're not sure what those things are, it's about experimenting to find out. I mean, when I was, um, when I hadn't found my life partner right now and my, my husband, love of my life, before I found him, I used to, at night, I had a, an incense that I would light and it was called love. 
and it smelled like love and it made me feel loved. And so even though I did not have a significant other at the time, I gave myself that nurturing and that nourishment of love and it fed my soul. It really did. So it's, it's, and, and you know, the incense was like $2 at the store. So again, it doesn't have to cost a lot. And it's about us trying and experimenting new things, you know, taking a walk we haven't taken before, reading a book that we haven't read before. I mean, my uh, blog, Conscious and Carefree, is all about ways to lead a more joyful and productive life. So you can go to my blog and you can read stories and uh, articles on every concept from kindness to courage to sending your son off to college and everything in between. And my partner and I write about these conversations in which we're exploring life and we're choosing to explore it on the highest level. And in order for us to explore and up-level on the highest level, we have to take care of ourselves first. Even before we take care of our kids, we must take care of ourselves first. We have to find the time. And it doesn't have to be a long time. It can be you go out and put your face to the sun for five minutes. And in that five minutes, you're recharging and giving to yourself. Well, and I think you also have to give yourself permission to kind of wiggle around till you figure it out. Like out here, my one of my very best friends, Christy, her husband is a L.A. firefighter and mm. they the type of firefighting that he does requires him sometimes to be on location, be gone for days, sometimes even weeks at a time. And so they do this respite thing every year for the moms, for the wives. And the guys all get their campers and they take their kids and they go and the moms get to do whatever they want for them weekend and so mm. this guy was great he took my kids too he took my two boys and her four kids took them out camping and we decided we're going to drive out and we're going to stay at the grand canyon about five hours away and we're going to do this and we're going to do that and we're going to have a mommy weekend well we got to the hotel stephanie yeah she we shared a room to keep costs down she's in one bed i'm in the other bed like 15 hours later, she wakes up and she goes, oh my gosh, I fell asleep. And I'm like, so did I. And I'm like, I'm too tired to go out. So we order room service. And then we watch a movie and then another 10 hours of sleep. We never saw the Grand Canyon. We never saw anything but the road out there, the inside of the hotel room, and then the room service. But you know, when we came back, yeah. You would have thought we went to like, you know, a four star spa and a four star hotel. And we were just yes. in a, you know, we were in an affordable hotel. It was nice enough. But yeah. what we really needed was friendship, a girl chick movie yes. and lots of sleep. And all we did was sleep and laugh and talk and watch a couple of movies and eat food. We didn't have to clean up, cook. And we slept in beds that we didn't have to make. And we used towels we didn't have to wash. And you know what? That's still, like, when I look back, like, five years ago, that still was one of my most fun weekends ever and very restorative for both of us. And that's self-care. Got it. That is self-care right there. It's perfect. And, and what you talked about, too, about friendship is so incredibly important because, you know, it does take a village and we do need support. So I want to encourage moms out there to make a, a list of your support team, whoever that may be, friends, um, acquaintances, uh, people that you have that take care of you in your life, and you know, know who your people are that support you, and spend time with the people that lift you up, or like your friend that you spent time with where you can just sleep 
and order room service and laugh and relax and watch a movie that makes you feel good. I mean, that's what this is about. That's what we're talking about. It's that time in between. And it's about focusing on not only the things that make you feel good, but also the people as well. That's part of your environment. And that's a big part of self-care is spending time with people who just nurture you, that nurture your spirit, that want you to succeed. This is very, very important. Surrounding yourself with people that want you to succeed. And it doesn't even have to be your next to them. It could be a phone call. You know, we have the glory of Skype now. When you and I were, you know, raising children for a period of time by ourselves, we didn't have those types of connections. So it's much easier for us to connect via Skype or, you know, FaceTime. Or texting. Like, I can't tell you how much I love texting my mommy friends because we're all strapped to the gills. Let's be honest. I mean, nobody has time unless maybe we meet up at the pool or, you know, every once in a while we'll all go to the beach together. But that's like once a year. But I can have five or six conversations going together with other moms. And what's so great about texting is you can put your phone down, attend to your kids, fold your laundry, you know, do whatever. And then come back to that conversation four hours later, pick up where you left off and like all the moms are doing it. And it's, it's, it's a way not to feel so isolated and alone. And my friends aren't even in the same neighborhood as me. Some are across the country. Two of them are around the world because we've all had to move over, you know, over this, this lifetime. Yes, absolutely. And so community is extremely important. And even if you haven't been in this type of a community before, you can go out and seek one. You know, they have got like, I mean, if your children are little, they've got these fabulous mommy and me groups in every city and at every school. And um, I know Scripps Hospital, just for example, in San Diego, has a program that they lead. And, um, you know, they have a mommy network that meets like, I don't know if it's once a week or once a month. But, you, you know, you create relationships with women that are in the same level of life that you are having the same challenges, experiencing the same same highs and and also some sometimes experiencing the same obstacles or struggles. So it's it's really important that we have community and friends that we can talk to and have relationships with. And just like you said, you know, I I have friends too. One of my best friends moved to Seattle last year and she and I have a conversation. She's an opera singer and I spoke to her this week and she said to me, you know, I wrote a new song and I said, "Oh, sing it for me." And uh, if for five minutes, I just got to sit there and listen to her voice and feel connected to her and have this wonderful kind of out of body experience and be entertained. And, you know, she lives quite far away. So uh, you, you can have relationships anywhere in the world anyway. And it's about us initiating them. And then, you know, we need to be consistent. We need to follow through because relationships are both giving and receiving. So it well, and that's to be a big one. We're gonna right. We're gonna talk about that after the break because I know a lot of giving moms, but I also know many of them have a hard time receiving. Another group yep. that you can look up online is Meetup.com. They have a yep. lot of mommy and me groups in your neighborhood. You can find moms who want to walk, moms who want to shop, moms who want to go to the park and have fellowship and fun. So check out Meetup.com. When we come back from the break, we're gonna talk more with Stephanie, and we're gonna talk about some of these things. 
And why is it so hard for women? It's so easy for us to give, 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 give to our yep. kids, give to our husbands, give to our friends. Why is it so hard for us to receive? And how can we get in touch with ourselves to find out what we really need so when we ask for help, we get what we want? We'll be back after the break. We've got lots more ahead. Stay with us on Military Mom Talk Radio. Congratulations on being the proud owner of an adorable, soft, cuddly, sweet-smelling, smiling, cooing, hungry, tired, gassy, screaming little bundle of joy. So now what? Where's the owner's manual for this thing? Where are my instructions? Right here. It's Baby and Toddler Instructions with Blythe Lippman on toginet.com. Infant care specialist Blythe Lippman has worked with babies for over 20 years and works extensively with new parents providing workshops, in-home visits, tips, and daily phone calls to ease those frazzled nerves. With baby and toddler instructions, you can get the advice you need on how to survive and enjoy your baby's first year. For more information on Blythe and how she can help you, go to babyinstructions.com. From 32 ways to stop a baby from crying to 14 ways to get a baby to eat and so much more, it's Baby and Toddler Instructions with Blythe Lippman on toginet.com. A dentist invented the first electric chair? Just thinking about going to the dentist makes me feel like I'm headed for death row. What's a word for the fear of a dentist? Odontophobia. Bruxomania is another word for the compulsive grinding of one's teeth. Early toothbrushes were twigs with frayed ends. Toothpaste in a tube was made available to the public in 1892 and was called Dr. Scheffel's Cream Dentifrice. Now Americans buy 14 million gallons of toothpaste every year. In Mexico, the tooth fairy is called the tooth mouse. Half of all Americans say that a smile is the first thing they notice about a person. It's easy to spot a person with a fake smile, otherwise known as an exodesiast. It's marching down. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. We're back with more great conversation on Military Mom Talk Radio. Hey, Military Moms, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Stephanie Dumont, and we're talking about motherhood. Now, when I was getting my divorce, Stephanie, my kids were two and a half months old and three years old, and my mom was stage four breast cancer. So Mm -hmm. a couple of years into it, my mom passes away, and people came out of the woodwork to help me. But by this point, I had been a single mom on my own, 3,000 miles away from my family for about three, four years. So I kind of had it under control. You know, at least we were surviving. And Mm. I was in such survival mode and go, 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 do, do, do. This has to be done. When people asked me for help, and I wish I had known then, I guess what I know now, I didn't know what to ask for. They would say, well, if you need anything, just ask. And now these people would drop anything for me. And they have later on in my life when I finally got myself together and figured out what I needed. Um, But at the time, I just said, oh, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Well, I wasn't fine. And I really didn't know what I needed. And as a result, I ended up with like 15 lasagnas. I mean, we ate so much lasagna that year that was like, you know, I, I had my fridge in the garage, like stuffed to the gills with lasagna. I probably still have one in there five years later hiding in the back because... 
nobody knew what to do. And yeah. one of my friends, though, I will tell you, I want to tell you about my friend, Carrie, please. Carrie said, didn't say to me, what do you need? She didn't say to me, you know, what can I do for you? She said, I'm coming over tomorrow to help. And I thought, oh, mm. crap, what is she going to do? Well, you know what she did? She stripped the beds. She did the laundry. Wow. She washed the sheets. She cleaned my kitchen. And she's wow. like, Stan, when my mom died, I didn't know what to do either. Mm -hmm. And I was so grateful. I still remember Carrie to this day sitting in my living room folding laundry while I ran around but she helped me get ahead. Like just that little mm. act of kindness. It was only a couple hours, but you know, five years later, six years later, that was very meaningful to me. Well, I think it was also helpful for you because like you said, at that point in time, you had done everything yourself, kind of like a lot of moms that are listening to this show. And so you just, you get into this rhythm and you get into this pattern, these patterns of just being responsible for everything and you don't know how to ask for help. And so the, the piece about that is I think it's important that we learn to be honest. Now I know this seems like a very simple piece to this puzzle, but I think that we have to not only be honest with ourselves about that, but I think we have to learn to be courageous in other ways too by saying to someone, you know, I'm so grateful for your offer. The thing is that I've been doing things for myself for so long that I don't even know where I would need help. I'm not even sure, you know, what would be helpful to me. And so I would say the first step with that is honesty. And so that, that takes two steps. You have to be honest with yourself and that takes courage. I mean, the, the saying that to someone else takes courage. So that, that honesty piece is essential. So it's saying to yourself also, you know, you can walk away from someone saying, what do you need or how can I help you? You can have the awareness that you don't normally ask for help or you've been taught not to ask for help, that it's not okay or that it means we're helpless, which it absolutely does not. It's the opposite. Um, it, it means that you have courage. And not only that, but when we get help and assistance from others, just like you said, it's actually a win-win because it's giving a gift to the person that actually authentically wants to be there and support you and you're receiving the help that you really need. So I would say honesty is number one. And number two, I think it's about asking yourself, like, what am I doing that I don't need to do or don't want to do? So, I mean, if you went through something, you know, like the loss of your mom, and, and I also went through the loss of my mom about five years ago, and, you know, I went through a period of almost completely losing my identity. Yes. And this was so foreign to somebody who's, I'm a confident woman. I have been interested in self-knowledge and self-awareness and self-esteem since I can remember probably the age of 13. So when I lost my identity, not only I, I went mute, I actually stopped speaking for a period of time. There were no words to describe what I was processing and feeling. And I had people knocking on my door. I got phone calls all day. I must have gotten like a hundred, you know, sympathy cards that I didn't even open for a year. I didn't even open them because I couldn't take any data inside my brain yes. or inside my body. I'm sure you understand that. 
Well, and I like that you're acknowledging all this because, you know, everybody has different relationships with their mother. Everybody responds differently to a death. For me, I wanted to die too. For me, I had a complete and utter shutdown. I mean, I talked to my mom every day. I mean, every day in the morning when I would drive home from work and I'd be stuck in LA traffic for an hour, I'd call my mom. We'd, we'd talk about Letterman. We'd talk about the weather. We'd talk about anything. It didn't really matter. And, you know, we just had that connection. And then when it was gone, I didn't feel like I had anything to say to anyone. And, you know, thankfully my kids were really little, so it wasn't a big deal, but Mm. I didn't talk to my friends anymore. I didn't talk to my family. I just kind of, and I didn't know who I was anymore, which is really crazy because I had a career. I had all these things, but I was really lost. And I'm glad that you brought that up because I know there's other women out there that feel the same way. And I just Mm. wanted to honor that. Absolutely. And I, you know, speaking about friends that showed up for you during that time, I want to tell you about, I I, I have the most wonderful friends on the entire planet. I mean, I really, I I, just today, I I have a friend who's helping my family and I, I am so grateful and I, I just feel so nurtured. And so when I was going through this short period, when I didn't talk to anyone or, or I just, it wasn't even a wanting, I just couldn't. And, um, they kept calling and they kept, you know, saying, can we come over? They wanted to see me and I did not want to see anyone. And one night, um, there was a ring at my doorbell rang and my husband or my, my significant other at the time went to the door and there was this beautiful basket and the basket was filled with all of the things that I loved. It was filled with the finest dark chocolate. It was filled with the most delicious red wine. It was filled with uh, beautiful pastries and beautiful cheeses and breads. And in it, there was a deck of cards. And the deck of cards said, I still remember it to this day, who am I? And I couldn't believe it because I opened this deck of cards And like the first card I read was, I am confident. And then the second card that I read said, I am grounded. And the third card that I read said, I am wise. And I have to tell you something, Sandra. I actually used these cards to tap back into who I was. And obviously, I became a very different person after that happened. And, you know, we were going to talk about re-identifying with ourselves, you know, at different phases in our life. So this fits in perfectly. And, you know, it's important for us to, to honor where we are, wherever we are. I mean, I know like a lot of your listeners, you said they have husbands or gone or the husband or, you know, even the, the mom has work and she's gone for long periods of time. And we have to become someone else in order to be able to, you know, show up for our children and to be responsible and to hold it all together and also to live joyfully. You know, we have, it's a fine, delicate balance. You know, I just led a workshop recently on acquiring greater balance and it was about, okay, you know, you've had balance maybe in the past. Let's figure out what that is for you. Let's figure out, you know, what pieces need to be tweaked a little bit or changed. 
it's important that we're able to identify where we need more balance. Like you said in the past, you know, you're running and striving and, and thriving and doing all these things. And so it might be that someone needs a little bit more quiet time. And so when can we find that quiet time and how are we finding it? You know, is it reading a book? Is it listening to a song? Is it, um, like you said, texting a friend? So we really tapping in part of this awareness and part of conscious motherhood is tapping into, you know, what are these things that are connecting us with ourself? What are these things that are empowering us? What are these things that are bringing us joy? Or who are people that are doing this for us as well? But the, the, the consciousness part really does come from inside. You know, we talked also about seeking from the external, that we're always going outside. We're always getting and so this is about giving. And we talked earlier about wanting to receive that life is reciprocal. And as moms, we are consummate givers and that we must learn to receive in order for us to feel good, to experience consistent joy, for us to be able to tap into our wisdom, our wisdom and, and live the lives that we've always wanted to live. We need to, you know, up level in this way and we need to learn to receive. And so, and that starts with awareness and it might just be, you know what? I am a giver. I'm a consummate giver. I've been a giver my whole life and now I'm ready to receive. Well, and a giver helps you stay in control. Like I will tell yes. you, I could give, that would mean that I was in charge. I was in charge yep. of the giving. I didn't have to deal with the feeling of like receiving because some, for some of us, that's not a good feeling at first. You know, right. it's a feeling of like, you know, lack or, and for me, you know, trying to, I started my company during all this, Stephanie. So I was really insecure about, could I make it? Could I make it and support these yeah. kids soul supporting, you know, could I keep my house? Could I, and I, you know, I, I didn't, but you know, I, I kept my, my main house, but I lost my summer place that I had worked so hard for. And, you know, when I, looked at receiving it was to me an admission that I couldn't and I it took me two years to wrap my head around that I can ask for help I can receive help and it doesn't mean I can't do it it just means it's smarter to ask for help so I'm going to take yeah. us to commercial break uh, we're talking today with Stephanie Dumont and her website is becarefree.com and this conscious and carefree lifestyle is something that we can all embrace and we can kind of give ourselves permission to rest permission to receive permission mm -hmm to not be all things to all people because there's a lot of pressure on moms today there's a lot of pressure on the military family specifically mm. because we all have different conditions than than most traditional families now right. when we come back from the break we're going to talk a little bit more with stephanie dumont and we're going to deconstruct this personal formula that she has for success yes. and uh, i'm looking forward to that i know you're not going to want to miss it so come back after the break We'd love to hear from you. Check us out at MilitaryMomTalkRadio.com or find us on Twitter and Facebook. Our shows are available on iTunes anytime from 0-100 hours to 23-59. For now, stay right where you are. There's more Military Mom Talk Radio after these messages. Have you heard? 
The pages of American Patchwork and Quilting magazine come to life on our new weekly online radio show, American Patchwork and Quilting. Join Pat Sloan, our blogging and quilt designer host, as she talks about the latest trends, ideas, and inspirations. Her guests include quilt pattern designers, authors, quilt shop owners, and our editors, all quilters just like you. Call in with your questions. Get quilting tips from industry experts. Learn about free patterns. Hear behind-the-scenes stories from our magazines, American Patchwork and Quilting, Quilt Sampler, and Quilts and More. Get the scoop on free stuff and find out more about the best independent quilt shops in North America. To listen to a live show, tune in Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern. Just log on to allpeoplequilt.com radio. To hear past shows, go to iTunes and search for American Patchwork and Quilting Radio. We hope you'll join us because we know that quilting changes everything. We're back with more great conversation on Military Mom Talk Radio. Hey, Military Moms, this is Sandra Beck, and Robin Boyd has the day off. We're visiting with Stephanie Dumont, and for those of you just joining today's show, she's going to share with us her personal formulas for success. Now, i got a pen and paper ready, because when it comes down to formulas, man, I write them down, I put them on index cards, I stick them on post-its, like, if there's a formula, I'm going to learn it. That's so funny. Well, I hope I don't disappoint you with this, but your nah. the personal formulas for success are actually your own. Oh, so, okay. Disappointment. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I got to so, work. I got to work on my own you, radio show. Come you, on. You don't have to work on your own radio show, but this is, okay. so this is a, this is a fun thing. So when I work with clients, you know, in my mastermind groups or on teleclasses or in coaching, what I have my clients do is um, ha- I have them get out a notebook or to, you know, buy some kind of new book or notebook and put it together. And I have them start to document their own personal formulas for success. So let's, let's just say that you have a big win, like something happens for you and it's a, a very big success. What normally happens is we get excited and we go, yeah, oh my gosh, that was so great. I had the success. And then uh, an hour later, you're like, you know, doing laundry and doing the dishes and, you know, doing everything else that we have to do in life. You're taking care of your kids' things. And our successes kind of just fall by the wayside. They just kind of disappear. And so what I want to do is I want to encourage a new perspective for the moms out there. And I want to encourage them to start pay attention, paying attention to the successes that they're having, the wins that they're having on a daily basis. So it doesn't have to be these big giant things. It doesn't have to be that, you know, I'm here as wonderful as this is, and I'm here talking to you on the show. It can be something small, like I was able to take a 20 minute walk in nature. And when I took that 20 minute walk in nature, I contemplated, um, you know, where we're going to be moving in the future and where we're going to be living. And it really helped me to think about that in an expansive way. Not in a small way, but in a very expansive way, because I was out in nature and I was, you know, unobstructed. And so that was a personal formula for success. You would document that. You would document when I go out and I take this certain walk in nature, that my thinking is on a bigger level. It's like up high in the trees instead of small on the ground. We get stuck in like small on the ground thinking. And so I want to encourage your listeners to think very high to think with vision and mission and purpose and that they base their 
needs around that. They base their values around that and they base their goals around it. Because I want to tell you, you know, I have a background in sociology and, you know, you know, as well as I do, unfortunately, in our society, we're taught to focus on problems and mistakes and things that are going wrong. And if I ask you what, you know, what the most horrendous thing that happened to you recently, you're going to be able to tell me verbatim in detail. You could tell me what you were wearing, who was with you, where you were. But if I ask you what your last like big giant win was, you're going to go, hmm, let me think about that. And so it's really about us choosing to change our focus because it's that reminder that what we focus on grows. So it's about helping us to change our focus and helping the moms out there to shift their focus to, okay, not only what, you know, what do I want in life? What kind of mom do I want to be? And even defining that is the beginning. That's the beginning of awareness is, you know, who do I want to be? What kind of a mom do I want to be? And who do I want to be? And you can start that at any time. This is very, very important. And at the same time with that, we have to ask ourselves what we want. Like, you know, sometimes when things aren't going well in our lives, we can identify what those things are very well. But, you know, if I ask you what you want, if I say, come on, Sandra, what's your highest ideal right now? Are you going to be able to tell me what you want? No. I mean, I couldn't even rip it off the top of my head if you wanted. I don't, I would have to think about it. And and I... I'm so busy just getting the day done. You know, my right. kids are in middle school now and um, and they're on summer break. So there's no childcare, like by sending them to school. So, right. yeah, I would have to like make an appointment with myself to figure that out. And that's a fantastic thing to do. Um, and it might be like if you take your kids and you drop them off somewhere that you take, uh, you know, you you designate 10 minutes to yourself to do something like this. And I want to encourage all the moms out there to create a definition for not only what they want, but who they want to be right now at this stage of their life. Well, can I jump in really quick and tell you one of my little cheater funny things that I do? And my kids love this. Now they're older now, so it's not nearly as fun, but when I was getting ready to lose it, like every mother knows that feeling, like you've had it. And it's like, if they just argue over one more thing, you're going to lose it. And I give myself a timeout and I tell the kids, you know, like before mom loses it, mommy's going to be ordered into a timeout. And I order myself in my own room and shut the door or I order myself into the bathroom and shut the door, order myself into, because it's usually when everybody's fighting and I'm like, you know, and it teaches them so many good things, but you know, as they get older, I also now tell them like, Hey, it's my time. I matter. That's the word of 2017 or the phrase of 2017, because I've got a 14 year old and 11 year old boys who think the sun revolves around them because I set it up that way. Um, but the words I matter, like, Hey, you know what? I get to choose the movie. I get to choose the dinner. I get to choose. I matter too, because for the first decade, I did everything but stand on my head and twirl around backwards to keep them entertained, well-fed, and happy. And now it, now it's about learning to coexist. So, yes. you know, the phrase I matter matters to me, if not anyone else. <laughs> That's really, it's brilliant. That it is something like that is so small and yet so powerful. 
and important. And you're teaching your children that you matter by doing that. You're, you're saying, I matter, and I need this time. And you're teaching your children, I matter as well. And, you know, I use, I also have teens myself. I have an 18-year-old son and a 14-year-old daughter and a 15-year-old stepdaughter and an 18-year-old stepson, like amazing, amazing children. And they, you know, of course, want my attention and I want to be with them. And, you know, in between everything else that's going on, we take turns. So sometimes I'll go, you know what, you guys, I need a turn. It's mom's turn. And so like, just like you said, I'm going to choose the song that's on the radio right now because it's early in the morning and I'm just starting my day and like, you know, techno at, at eight o'clock when I'm driving you to school doesn't, it doesn't necessarily hit the mark for me. I like it later in the day. And so things like that. And, and also, you know, telling your kids, you know, what you can do for them. And how you can be for them is really, really important because maybe we can't do what they want at the time. So what you can do is say, here's what I can do instead of saying no, or I can't do that. You say, here's what I can do. So when you're mad at them, I will tell you saying no is really satisfying. I'm just going to buzz that in. (laughs) It's very satisfying. And you you could say no. And then you can also say, however, I can take you in an hour. Or however, after I prepare for this uh, assignment, um, tonight we're going to go and, and enjoy ourselves, you know, at Pizza Port or whatever it is you're doing. So that's helpful. Very, very helpful. And, you know, just letting them know where you're at. And like I said, you know, as our kids grow older and our kids change, we are also re-identifying with ourselves. We are also changing simultaneously with our kids. It's, it's important for us to inform our kids about what's going on and, you know, and what we need. Because sometimes we have to tell our kids, this is what I need right now. I need some quiet. I need for five minutes to just sit and listen to a song that's going to relax me. I listen to Enya. I, oh, yeah. I, Yeah. And you just like, even my husband now knows, like if I come home and I've had some stress, he'll just go put it on, on Pandora. And and it just, in 10 minutes, I just feel my whole body start to relax and and I'm calm and, and I'm singing. And so it's, that's another personal formula for success. It's really paying attention. It's paying attention to the little things. And this has to do with every subject that we've talked about today. And this has to do with consciousness. It's paying attention to the little things that work for us. It's paying attention to the little things that bring us joy. It's paying attention to the people that really want us to succeed. And it's paying attention to our kids. And it's, you know, we have to champion ourselves first before we can champion our kids because then it's not with integrity and it's not authentic. We have to become our own champions first as moms and we have to model like, you know, how we can be in the world. And that's some of, you know, we were going to talk about some conscious kids songs today as well. And, and the conscious kids songs are modeling for kids, like all the possibilities that are available to them, all the opportunities that are available to them and that they can do, be, or have anything. And, you know, teaching them what that language is, teaching them the words, teaching them the thoughts, teaching them the language. And, you know, this is how we get to where we want to go. And this is how we live our life at the highest level. And one of the songs we're going to listen to right now is The Amazing Alphabet. 
A's for amazing. That's something you are. B's for believable. Is you wish upon a star. C is for comfort, which is something you feel. D is for dynamic. That's such a big deal. For feelings, why don't you try? G is for generous, all that you give. H is heroic, a life that you live. I is for intelligent, it's all in your head. J is for journey as you sleep in your bed. K is for kindness. Comes from your heart, and air is for love that you feel from the start. M is for marvelous, and all that you do. N is for Nina's, your whole life through. Always optimistic. And all that you say, P is for positive that shows you the way. Q is for questions that make you so bright. R is for reasons that are out of sight. S is sensation on the job that you did. T is terrific. I nearly flipped my lid. U is for unique in. Person you are. V is for vibrant. You shine from afar. W is wonderful in your very own way. X is for xylophone and the music you will play. Y is for yourself. And the person you will be. Z is for zest, yeah, that's how to live life. You'll see. Come along and sing the amazing alphabet with me. Then you will see just how wonderful life will be. Then you will see. Now we're going to listen to What Would You Do by Stephanie Dumont. What would you do if you knew you couldn't fail? Would you fly to the moon? Would you ride on a whale? Would you hike up a mountain and down to a street? Would you roller skate in bare feet? I think that would be neat. What would you do? What would you do? What would you do if there were no limits? Would you dance and sing without acting timid? Would you talk to everyone to learn something new? Would you go to every park and visit every zoo? What would you do? What would you do? What would you do? What would you do? What would you do if you knew everything? Would you constantly laugh and 
fervently sing? Would you answer your questions and stay off the hook? Maybe solve problems and write your own book. Would you be a scientist and maybe take a look? What would you do? What would you do? What would you do? What would you do? What would you do if you had nothing to fear? Would you try new things? Would you always stay here? Would you travel by boat to each new place? Would you try to find a smile on everyone's face? Would you be the very best that you could be? Or have your name go down in history? Discover on the ocean or sail on the sea with nothing to fear. You can just be. What would you do? What would you do? What would you do? What would you do? What would you do if you could talk to the world? Would you have all the people ask questions and be bold? Would you teach about love and peace on earth? Would you challenge everyone to think of family first? What would you do? What would you do? What would you do? What would you do? Where would you go if you could visit anywhere? Would you ride a camel or fly through the air? Would you see the Grand Canyon or islands in Greece? Would you stay at home and think of peace? Oh my goodness, what a week! What would you do? What would you do? Really? What would you do? What would you do? Awesome! Thanks for listening. We'll be back again next week with another great episode of Military Mom Talk Radio. 